cracking off another year of and introducing. Cracking off. Yeah, like break it, breaking it off. Breaking off a piece of that. 2022. 2022. This is what, the fifth year we have done this podcast? This is the fifth calendar year. Uh, so... Uh, number five, have a decade. To all the haters and losers, losers who said there. we'd never make it. Who said we'd never make it? Uh, this one's for you. Hi, and welcome to And Introducing, a podcast about words, about music. I'm Chris Wade. And I'm Molly O'Brien. And introducing A, B, C, D, E, F. U G is for Gail, <laughs> a TikTok star turned chart topper uh, who has bubbled up from the Nashville songwriting scene mm. uh, through an improbably, improbably social media fueled uh, rocket ship to the top of the charts. Mm. Uh, while some may say she's an industry plant, others might say she is merely the product of grinding at that songwriting game. And we are here to get to the bottom of Gail and her alphabetical song, Lexicographical. Lexiconographical. Abdicidarian? Isn't that a thing? Abdicidarian. Abdicidarian? A-B-C-D-E-F-U. Fuck yeah. Uh, 2022, I'm, I'm freewheeling, freewinging, freeballing the intros. You're telling me you didn't, you, you just go into the booth without writing any shit down? the top of my dome. Chris don't write shit because he ain't got time. I ain't got time. You really don't. Uh, literally. I'm on vacation <laughs> right now. <laughs> You're, this is vacation mode as I continue to make Chris podcasts when he... Uh, no, Molly, Molly really does have the fans in... Uh, in her heart and in her mind because she's the one being like, Chris, we got to do more and intros. And I'm like, yeah, we do. We do. We do. It's the best. It is the best. We love it. We love, we love it folks. We do. I, I do. I do. Um, no, we, we got to put, keep, keep these pods going. Uh, uh, absolutely. I, I've, I just spent yesterday like responding to DMS that I, that have been <laughs> sitting off, in yeah. the DM box for like a year and a half. No biggie. Not even done doing that. So if you guys send us a DM, it, it, keep your, keep your eyes, uh, pe- keep your eyeballs peeled. It does feel good to be doing the pod in this mode now where we have a hundred plus at back catalog because, and most of the stuff isn't super timely because people who find the show now, I, I get every once in a while a message being like, hey, I just found and introducing and I've now listened to like 80 episodes and that is great. So we're going to keep putting them out. But uh, if you're new to the show, there's a bunch of other ones to listen to and they're all equally as good as the day that they were put out. It's called Archives, sweetie. Look it up. Yes. Uh, the benefit of doing a uh, non-time sync podcast. But this episode... Weirdly timely. Weirdly timely because as of what, this week... Uh, Gail's uh, song hit number one on the billboards. I think it's number one on some kind of chart. I, I there are like forty billboards. There's charts. like so many charts. Like I feel like they keep putting out more charts for the. It's the same way that you know the thirty under thirty on Forbes. Yes, and it's actually like three thousand people under thirty. But yeah, it's because in- it's like the uh, the. The 30 under 30 in fashion technology and, f- and financialization. Where, yeah, where, yeah, 30 <laughs> under 30 in wearable technology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, swag. Um, yeah, no, there, there's a lot of charts. Uh, but right now... I feel like that's it, Billboard, Billboard's attempt to try to keep up with the fracturing music industry. Of like, just just put out a new chart. Top 10, top 40 social media music singles. I believe that's called the viral 50. I can't. I know. Yeah. Yeah. There's. They got. They got a chart for everything these days. Uh. That's fine. That. Yeah. This is. I believe on number 
11 on the Billboard Hot 100, which is nothing to sniff at. No, I, w- I would love to have a number 11 single on the Billboard Hot 100. Me too. I mean, although it seems it seems stressful. Um, yeah, you got to do a lot of bullshit once you get there. But, you know, then you're there. Chris, have you heard the song? It's, yes. <laughs> I've played it for you. Yeah. Okay. So let's start off. Who is Gail? This might be, if, if you're coming at, at this as a fan of the, yeah. uh, let's say, the um, Our Band Could Be Your Life sing- uh, series, you might this might be something that sounds uh, totally foreign. Who the fuck is this person? <laughs> okay. So Gail, she's a she's a woman. She's a girl. She was born she's a girl. In, she was born in 2004, which is something that I know part of, get, you know, I heart aging and dying, mm-hmm. but it is jarring to start hearing about people who are professional musicians who weren't born, like not only weren't born in 9-11, but like yeah. really not born like yes. extra not born like their parents might have not even been together on they 9/11. Per- theoretically might not be born during bush's first term it's wild man born after we invaded iraq that's the nature of time it is uh it does keep um rolling yeah. rolling on it's slipping into the future uh, as a wise man once said time doesn't wait for me it keeps on rolling time waits for no for no man nor mouse um so yeah gail is a young a young woman who has this song that is a hit song the way I was aware of this song first was through Ryan Broderick's amazing n- newsletter, Garbage Day. Uh, shout out to Garbage Day. A very worthwhile uh, subscription. Yes. Uh, it's basically a rundown um, of internet-based news stories with enough actual investigation into them uh to make it worth it it's not just like hey look at this crazy tweet it's like hey what's actually going on here who is this person why did this happen yeah what's the background it's a lot of investigation into like internet communities like tumblr even some that maybe people have forgotten about like tumblr is still alive and well there's still people who are freaking out over there yeah yeah (laughs) shout out to tumblr um so tiktok stuff uh weird twitter trends nfts crypto all that shit they Ryan are Broderick. sorry i think this might be the first time i said nft on the and introducing podcast well, well i'm sure surely this will be a year where that comes up more and more nice fucking titties <laughs> that's the only <laughs> nft i recognize baby uh so yeah shout out to ryan broderick ryan broderick his garbage day newsletter subscribe to garbage day and so he linked to this tweet thread by uh, this person, Alice Ophelia at I am Alice Ophelia, um, who seems to be pretty plugged into the TikTok uh, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like we haven't talked too much about TikTok in this podcast, but we're, the, we're going into the thing the about TikTok is that at this point, you know, you mostly see the weirdos and, and uh, creeps and like bi- various bimbos and himbos who seem to populate it. But one must not forget that TikTok is designed to be and i would say still prominently is a music sharing platform it started as musically which is was lip syncing to music Mm -hmm. so and it has i think everyone can basically agree by now that it has drastically changed at least pop music and the distribution of pop music and the popularization of pop music which Mm -hmm. is what we will basically be getting into today uh this thread that ryan broderick linked by alice ophelia i'm just gonna basically read it uh because it's pretty short and simple it starts with uh let me tell you about the 17 year old songwriter who turned a tiktok comment into a number one single with 100 million streams dot 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 in 100 days so that's obviously a very impressive. That's the sort hook. Of, it's sort of a LinkedIn like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people like some people post editorially on LinkedIn and it's like, uh, let me tell you about the job interview that changed my life. <laughs> anyway, uh, so July 28th of 2021, Gail, all caps, G-A-Y-L-E. G-A-Y-L-E, all caps. So this is someone who had an audience on TikTok already mm-hmm. uh, as someone who was a singer songwriter, but not with 
without any hits certainly yes. someone who is uh, who i think her brand was aspiring aspiring singer songwriter uh she asked her tiktok followers to submit song ideas in the comments one of which would end up changing her life and the comment that she the tiktok functionality when people comment you can actually respond to a comment with a video mm-hmm. it's kind of like a almost like a re blogging or quote tweeting type yeah, of yeah, function sure. that people are pretty they use a lot uh, if you are a power user of tiktok um so someone commented can you write a breakup song using the alphabet which is specific but Very also specific. like people do shit yeah. like that like that's it's a creative not pro- writing outrageous prompt. that somebody would say that yes and also noted that the uh tiktok where she's asking for song ideas the text on screen says uh i need your help because your girl has no song ideas okay keep that in mind you have no No good song song ideas ideas. uh two days later gail uploaded a 46 second tiktok as a reply to the comment and her abcdefu song was born Thirty-five thousand people saw the original it would be another two months before it went viral with 72 million views for the studio version we'll get to that next yes uh do you happen to have the original clip? I'm looking that up right now. And she plays it with an acoustic guitar. And she, I believe she starts it by being like, I got you, girl. <laughs> Let's see. Because every, everyone talks like that now. I got you. I was into you, but I'm over it now. And I was trying to be nice. Nothing's getting through. Let me spell it out. A, B, C. The main thing that I want to uh, note about this video is that it is very clearly done in a bathroom. Uh, you see the tile on the back, you see a the outline of a st- uh, standing shower, and you uh, most prominently see a upright toilet seat in the background. Uh, I don't know if you... I know you like to sing. I like to sing, too. Bathroom's the bl- best place to sing. Oh, yeah. Usually the acoustics are in the in the house, best mm-hmm. spots, the bathroom. It's and true. also TikTok bathroom. Like, people TikTok do everything. Band, yeah, they do course. the dances in the bathroom, the mirror. It's good lighting, usually. Yeah. It's uh, a ba- the bathroom is now the, the social center of the house. All right. Catchy little f- clever snippet of a song yeah and that was just two days after the comment Mm -hmm. went through uh just two weeks after she replied to that tiktok comment she officially released abcdefu on august 13th 2021 uh so that's a studio version yes should we listen to the studio version i think we should because we're gonna be talking about this song a lot so let's get it done up front great probably gonna listen to most of this song fuck you any mom any sister any job any broke ass car and that shit you call art fuck you any friends that i'll never see again everybody but your dog you can all fuck off i swear i meant to mean the best when it ended even try to bite my tongue when you saw shit now you're texting all my friends asking questions they never even liked you in the first place just laughing at the background noise like yeah. <laughs> you gotta add some textures i'm glad the uh chug lug guitar in the female pop song is coming back. Yeah. the weezer guitar yeah 
<laughs> I, was, I don't know why. It kind of reminds me of uh, Since You've Been Gone. Down to the you. The broken guitar of uh, Max Martin and Dr. Luke. It also has these uh, the emo go- guitars that are like. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. yeah. I mean, it's a hit. It's got the sing-along, the monster chorus, clever, uh, funny. This is, to me, this is solid gold. Yeah. This no, is this a is, yeah. this is a fucking earworm. I learned the song the first time I yeah, listened exactly. to it. It's got the na 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 nas. Like I know, I know we talked about the song machine, the hit factory, yeah, the yeah. hit factory, the song, the song machine, machine yes. whatever. Uh, they talked about creating elements that repeat in a pop song so mm-hmm. that by the end you had already been so inured to it that, that you know what the song earworm. Yeah. And this, I don't even know if it, this does it or it just it's has. Just a, it's the three parts that just repeat twice. It's, it's simple. Does the song to even have a bridge? No, I no, don't No, so. it doesn't have a bridge, which is Bring the, bridges back. Huge coward move, especially yeah. since this chick has referenced Taylor Swift as someone that she likes and uh, wanted to follow the same career as I'm like Taylor Swift is queen of the bridge yeah the bridge makes the song to me but whatever maybe next one uh yeah it's a, n- a nice little uh simple power bomb of a song it's also got this like like auto-tune which is very trendy mm-hmm. It's got the pop punk elements, which are super trendy. Yeah. The girl boss thing. It's a breakup song. It's a breakup song, which I think everyone either got married or broke up with their significant other <laughs> over the past two years. Uh, my biggest complaint is, and this isn't even Gail's fault, uh, because if you're trying to be a female pop star, young female pop star, it's just what you have to do right now. I just can't wait till the trend moves on uh, of the breathy baby, baby voice. It's already... I I I hear you. I see you, and I'm lis- I'm listening. Um, <laughs> your com- your complaint com- is important. I'm, Kama- I'm Kamala Harris. Kamala Harrising you. Yes, Kamala Harris. Uh, yes, and it's already she's already singing out more than breathy baby voices usually. Yeah, Billie Eilish is singing out a lot more. I think the trend is going to flip yeah. from the um. Like even ha- like Halsey, someone who did that on their last album, they uh very much like. The, but we're bringing the full diaphragm back. Yes, bring the get, work work out the diaphragm. We are girls. tired of uh, "Welcome to My Kitchen." Yeah, uh, welcome, indie indie vocals. Welcome to my kitchen. What what is the thing? Welcome to my kitchen. We have bananas. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my kitchen. We have bananas and avocado. Yeah, I mean, considering like. I mean, obviously, not every pop singer needs to be like a, you know, smash it out of the park vocal diva that can, you know, where every song is like an incredible like uh, Adele or Mariah Carey level vocal workout. But mm-hmm. just some some clarity, you yeah. know, and uh, it, ju- it just creates intensity, which yeah. you you need, I would argue. Um, OK, so that's that's the studio version of ABCDEFU back to the thread. We'll, we'll get to the um, release of uh, a, B, C, D, E, F, U, angrier and chiller versions sure. or chill versions in a second. Um, but let's move on for now. As with all TikTok hits, it needs an accompanying trend, right? Uh, trend is basically pairing a, a song with a repeatable a visual, a, 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 a meme. meme. It's like, yeah, a yeah. meme. Yeah, a it's meme. creating a meme with a song. Or as I like to say, meme. 
a meme. Uh, let's just say Gen Z did not disappoint. The ABCDEFU trend was born, and so was 2021's ultimate breakup anthem. Crockery sales after this TikTok emoji that shows a rising stock. So I guess people slam. It's showing a video that I'm watching of young women slamming uh, plates, plates on the ground to the beat. Uh, which yeah, this seems like a particularly elaborate uh, TikTok trend. Where are you certain- get where are you getting all the plates? I mean, the the dollar Who's store? Who's cleaning up all the ceramics? Nobody, probably. Thanks to the low barrier to entry, aka stealing some plates for your kitchen. I would say that's a high barrier yes. entry in my household, but whatever. Uh, the trend took off and then some. ABCDEFU now soundtracks more than 9,000 videos and counting. So 9,000 people, not, you're sorry, 900,000 people. Yes, I, I was going to say 9,000. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, rookie numbers. numbers 900,000 people made their own videos to that. That mm-hmm. is, imagine like, this is where I just find TikTok so interesting is like, imagine Madonna put out Vogue and then like 900,000 people like made their own Vogue videos, had the technology to do that. that it would probably yes. have done that at the yes, time. Absolutely. It's just, it's people are doing, they're, they're doing what they can with yes, what they have to engage. Yes. But wait, the story gets even better. Uh, for the TikTok skeptics out there, you may be wondering if these viral trends ever escape the For You page and translate IRL. Well, by the end of November, Gail scored her first radio play. This TikTok has been viewed more than 25 million times, and it's a TikTok of her hearing her first yes. radio play, which classic. Yes. Um, as the she does, I've watched this. She does look very excited. Very excited. What that seems, I mean, as the, many of the books, the many many of the books we've read talk about the first time you hear your song, your show, a song I mean, that would be amazing. That would hit different. Yeah. Uh, as the ABCDEFU trend continued to accelerate and rack up streams, Gail's account also began to reap the w- rewards of virality. In the past 30 days, she gained 657,000 new followers, one, uh, 12.5 million TikTok likes. Fast forward to today, Gail is sitting at number two on the UK singles chart, uh, right below Adele. Number one on the all-genre US iTunes sales chart, all and this is the crucial thing all because she decided to reply to a tiktok comment what a wonderful story what an amazing so story. inspirational just you know you, what just imagine engaging with a fan on a lark and putting out what you might even be a novelty a, a little bit of a joke on something and then suddenly your music career takes off yeah. in a way that you could never have imagined even a yeah. hundred days earlier. Right. A hun- right. A hundred days. What a beautiful story for our social media age. It's just like um, a fairy tale. If a fairy tale. It's just it's just like that scene in Josie and the Pussycats where uh, <laughs> it's just the, the Pussycats walk in front of um, the guy's car and he's holding an empty CD jewel case mm-hmm. and frames them in oh, it. Oh yeah, exactly. And then like there's like fireworks and like sparks flying and yeah, like yeah. he sees them as like the band S- same deal just yeah, yeah. like instant inst- instant stardom this was reported i took it at face value why wouldn't i yes. someone originally on the thread was like they noticed something mm-hmm. peculiar about this and then ryan broderick actually published an update and garbage day of someone who made a tiktok that now has i believe a million likes on tiktok which means it probably has a hundred million views that seems sure. to be the uh, view to like yeah, ratio. Yeah. Well, one to one to t- one sure. to a hundred. It's a user named Daniel S. Wall. He noticed that the comment Gail originally responded to, asking her to write an alphabet-themed breakup song, which, <laughs> in parentheses, which once again is weird, <laughs> uh, came from a private account named Nancy Berman. Nancy Berman is also the name of a New York City-based digital marketing marketing manager who works at Atlantic Records, which is the same label that Gail is signed to. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Oh, hmm. Wow, that's random. 
Isn't it a digital marketing person at the same agency that released your uh, that works for the same record company that released your song would just happen to be on your TikTok and give you a prompt that results in a a huge smash hit single? That's yeah, it's improbable. <laughs> seems oh, well, this is a wild coincidence. For, first of all, in in talking about this, per, perhaps a little bit of a de- Decepticon. Just cha- why didn't she just respond on an alt? Yeah. Why didn't she make an alt that was like, you know, um, f- fun girl 99? Yeah. <laughs> Why fun, did she do fun Nancy girl Berman? Yeah. Like the subterfuge <laughs> yeah. is like not thought all the way through to it me. Is. The, fir- the first thing I would think of is like make an alt. Or they just don't care. Or they don't care. But we'll get, we'll get into the whole like the, the subtext of all this after we get through all the details because they, they are funny. The other thing. So when I first saw that response to that tweet thread that was like, Nancy Berman was the person who commented. I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's Google Gail. Did a, just a cursory search of Gail. And she has been giving interviews to songwriting um, focused and like music label focused publications since tw- at least 2020. Yes. Because that is something that you do when, if you are Gail, you want to be a pop singer. Mm-hmm. You want to be a singer songwriter. You want to be a popular singer songwriter. Right. So this girl, the, the, the story of Gail is that she moved to Nashville when she was 12 years old mm-hmm. with her mom and her brother because she has wanted to be a professional singer since basically she was born. Yes. And she was doing things that you do in Nashville. Nashville is a very, I wish I would love to talk to a Nashville expert about like what the vibe is because Nashville is a very professionalized music city. Yes. Uh, and even uh, when we were driving up to Buffalo, uh, for a certain stretch through uh, northern Pennsylvania, the only radio that the van would pick up was country radio. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just really, really made me dwell on the fact that there is this whole second music industry that is like hu- parallel to but rarely intersects with country. The, yeah, with mm. with the major music industry. And this isn't a novel observation, but I was just like every once in a while when you really think about it being like, oh, yeah, there's like. 40 i don't know 30 to 40 percent of the popular music in america is just on another island that yeah you know most of us coastal liberal elites don't think about but is like wildly popular and exists in its own ecosystem and it's all out of nashville it's like you know there's Mm -hmm. music in new york and la pop music in new york and la and miami and london internationally but like country music is nashville yes uh and it's it's just fascinating how it's persisted this long. And even like for a long time, you could say like rap music was a, a sub category that was like distinct, indistinguishable from uh, or, or distinguished in the same way from um, pop, you know, pop, pop music. music. Yeah. But now that that's not true. If, yes. If you become the most popular rapper, you will get a Billboard Top 100 a hit or Correct. you know hot top 40 hot 40 hit. Yeah. If you become the most popular country music star. It is not guaranteed you will move over into the Billboard Hot 100 at all. Crossover. That's the that's that, the thing. the The idea of a crossover. I mean, this is. I don't want to completely talk out of my ass, but like, at least when I was first familiar with the word crossover, it was. Um, I know. I know it also refers to black music that crosses over into pop music. Right now, as you said, I feel like less so. But crossover country was a thing that I was aware yes. of as a kid, and like, like hap- Leanne Rhymes. And it happens sometimes. Faith Hill, Shania Dixie Twain, Chicks, Dixie when they Chicks, yeah. before they the got Chicks. canceled. Yeah. Um. And it it does happen sometimes, but uh, you know, it's not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. No matter no matter how wildly popular in the country music, uh, vertical you are, Correct. that you'll you'll hop over. Yeah. Anyway, we should. 
we should source a guest in a text to do a whole episode on contemporary country. Yes. Because we've talked about it with um, Garth Brooks a little bit, but yeah. even that is like 20 years outdated. And, and, and But anyway, Gail is part of this. And yes. she has crossed over before she even hit in before, yeah yeah and it is a path that has already been followed by taylor swift right. who lest we forget at least when i was presented with the concept of taylor swift when i was the same age she and i are the same age we're a month apart mm-hmm. uh, so when i was a teenager she was a teenager she was a country girl she was a country girl she sang with a southern accent the idea was that she you didn't quite know where she w- they didn't put an emphasis on where she was from yeah. uh which is i believe pennsylvania yes and she she was a country person she crossed over altoona (laughs) y'all yeah (laughs) hanging on the christmas tree farm with my mom and dad yeah uh yeah so she was pittsburgh city limits (laughs) (laughs) just a just a shit kicker from scranton trying to make it in the big city god damn it yeah so she like she presented herself as someone who was at least congruent with uh you know, yeah. in the same uh, osmosis as country music. Yeah. And then it wasn't until after that she kind of crossed back to pop, lost yeah. the accent, uh, and is now like, not that she's forgotten her roots or whatever, but like she's not really engaging with yeah, yeah. pop country in any kind of meaningful way. So there's a path through this already. Right. And there's a, it's a tale as old as time thing. It, just, it seems like basically every major label has an office in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's a place you, you go, especially as a songwriter, it seems. Because, you know, we talked about, again, to reference the song Machine slash Hit Factory for the zillionth time. I mean, it's an important text to understand how music Pop music. But, like, country music is also... uh, We talked about them. The Garth Brooks episode is, like very um they're not romantic about how you write songs yeah it's you put like, like you put a bunch of people in a room together that you mm-hmm. think are going to work well together yeah and that's the ecosystem that i think she's trying to get into right and she's a careerist yeah she wants a job she wants writing a job music <laughs> and so she has been especially i'm sorry if you get written about in american songwriter which she did uh as well as billboard a little when bit she more was like recently 15 when or she 16. was 15 or 16 so she's actually released a couple of songs mm-hmm. that haven't gotten the same amount of traction which as abc i do not E-F-U. think that they are on her like spotify page they are but like, they're not uh i don't think they're very she had a song called dumbass and a song called z yes oh yeah 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 um which if you want to play either uh let's listen i found z a little cloying let's listen to dumbass okay this is our first song this is probably from like 2020 or even earlier something like that you ready no i do this thing where i close up my feelings and i take my clothes off so I don't have to open up to my boyfriend I tell my friends that I'm fine But really I'm losing my mind They're drinking, I'm thinking too much So I avoid them Sucking in my stomach Side effects are fitting in Don't cut my hair Cause I'm scared God forbid I have my own opinion It's my fear this reminds me of um this sounds very swedish to me <laughs> well, who's, who's the chick who sang the song that was like basically like drinking too much puking ah oh, fuck me i'm not gonna be able to think of it 
tove low. This is in the the vein of like a tove tove low. It's fine. I. It's not pop punk. It is not pop punk. It's. I mean, you can honestly again just by the the baby voicishness of it. I can almost feel like it was written a year or two before, written recorded a year or two before. Uh, I don't know. It, it sounds without being too mean. Uh, maybe sounds like uh the the, the Katy Perry version of Billie Eilish. That is a very accurate way of assessing it, sir. Um, yes. But so, fine. She's got some songs out yeah. there, real songs that she has made and, and is working on as a songwriter. You can yeah. tell that, that she's a songwriter. Yeah, she's a songwriter. Um, and I think not not a bad singer. I think she's gotten to be a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, she's been, she's been grinding in Nashville, going to, like, showcases, playing bars. Yeah, like, I read that, that profile of be her being, like, trying to go to, like, singer-songwriter nights at bars when she was, like, 12 and 13. Yeah. And they were like... Uh, you can't, this is a, uh, young lady, this is a bar. You can't be in here. Yes. It, which is classic, yeah. like, um, yeah, cl- classic, uh, baby grind set of yeah, being yeah. like, get me, get me in front of there. I'll, I'll show them what, what I got. Uh, this will come in later when we <laughs> do talk about the global view of this, but Gail is definitely on her Sigma grind set. Sigma grind set, hundred percent, which again, I respect. Yes, absolutely. So part of that grind set, she went to a songwriting pop-up event in Nashville. Okay. I think her mom found out. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you check the Twitter feed and, be, and being like, pop-up for the next hour, come here and write a song. <laughs> like f- for real though, her mom, I believe her mom got a Facebook message about it uh-huh. and then they brought them there. They brought her there and uh, it wasn't like a guaranteed audience. Like it was like you put your name in and if they pull your name out of a hat, you get an aud- audience with Cara DeGuardi. Do you, I don't think you know who that is. No. Uh, very decorated song singer songwriter fought in the songwriting wars fought in the songwriting wars um, <laughs> got a purple heart in songwriting <laughs> she was on <laughs> she was a judge on american idol oh okay she is like an a and r person too so she did talent development at warner brothers she signed jason derulo jason derulo she was on the extremely short-lived bravo singer songwriter uh competition show platinum hit like she's a career she's a major label like bitch yeah. she's mm-hmm. no she's no bullshit and she was there at this pop-up you event. absolutely want to sing in front of her if you want yeah. a successful career and she was there gail's name got pulled out of a hat gail, <laughs> gail. she sang for her uh and she made quite an impression mm-hmm. and uh kara signed her to kara's uh like development label which is called art house um in 2018 or i believe it was 2018 so she's like 14 years Something old like that, yeah. which is again like that's but that's what i think a lot of the music business is this is the trying to find young people yeah that you can sort of pluck out of obscurity Absolutely. uh and you do have to be in the right place at the right time you have to have willing parents mm-hmm. parent uh like that's all that all lines up with success stories that we've seen from major label artists over the years yes. but it's just this particular flavor of marketing, which makes it seem like ABCD if you came out of a chance encounter with a TikTok comment mm-hmm. that gives is, it a story, a narrative. It gives it a narrative. It gives it a, something to market it with as yes. opposed to just like flinging it into space. Do I think that this song could have been flung into space and still worked? Maybe. Probably. I mean, it's a pretty good song. It's really, I think it's pretty good. It, uh, it, it, I mean, I could definitely understand hearing it and thinking that it's, uh, annoying, irritating. The concept of it is stupid. 
but like the or adolescent yeah the the, like but the the whole like chorus you know it's it's pretty undeniably a uh a a sing-along a a huge sing-along earworm and you can at least understand why it is popular yes and it seems that tiktok really was the engine that juiced it yeah um which because tiktok is i mean they're the the idea of a tiktok song is now I think somewhat cliched of like mm. something that there's 15 seconds of it that you can choreograph a dance to or do something performative to. I mean, the weirdest thing about the TikTok crazes is when they seem to like pull a very obscure songs from like 15 years ago out and then like juice them or like weird clips of like remixes of 80s pop songs that were made in like 2006. Yeah. And suddenly like 10 million people are dancing to it. There's um a the song. The Go Little Rockstar song. What's that? See, do you know what that's from? It's uh, some band off their like second LP from like five years ago. It's like maybe not even a single off of it. And they were like in the studio preparing to drop, uh, like working on a new thing. Some indie band. And like all of a sudden people were like, hey, did you know that you're like the third single from your second LP from six years ago? Here's the thing where this starts getting very uh, eye emoji is like I read an interview from them and they're being like, yeah, we have no idea where this came from. But, you know, we're glad to see it anywhere. A new LP comes out in, uh, <laughs> in uh, you know, four months or something. Yeah. Um, where. OK, well, let, let, I, I don't know if you have more more that you want to read, but I want to like start talking about the bigger thing here, which yeah. is like the idea of the industry plant. Yes. Uh, which is a tale, a, a, a boogeyman online that seems to have um enraptured a certain segment of maybe you know i only really started hearing this uh this term used with frequency in the last like two years or so i think it's something that that has supplanted the idea of sellout uh Mm -hmm. or maybe pre-planted something because it's like the idea of not just a sellout but something that is being pushed onto you by the industry and, and lacks authenticity i think that this is like the the fear or the anxiety of um perhaps more focused around gen z uh yes and it's, a, it's the new like worry about authenticity authenticity exactly. used to be don't sell out because mm-hmm. you your message will be diluted or whatever and now it's i don't want to be fooled exactly. online i don't want to be duped basically which, which nobody and and i i get that anxiety of like nobody wants to be duped yeah uh nobody wants to be fooled online nobody wants to uh succumb to us uh, a troll a, it's basically like or a, troll. a scam no one wants to be scammed um and i get the anxiety on that level but it it also, at a certain age, I mean, at, at my age now, we're like, I've gone through so many different authenticity things. It's like, who cares? Sure. Yeah. We're, we're definitely at a does different. It, does it slap? Does it slap? Is, is the bottom line. Put it through the does it slap test. Yeah. So, yeah. the So, the idea of industry plant, which I have been familiar with, I thought it maybe started in hip hop, but I don't, I don't actually know. It. I do think it is a, a newer worry about, you know, what what is authentic, what is not. An authentic, authenticity anxiety. The Also, the definition of it is super blurry at this point, yeah. as it often gets. Like, to me, the, the definition of an industry plant is something that uh, has a, is made to seem organic, become popular in an organic way without the help of a huge machine behind it. Yes. But it has been diluted to the level of being like, uh, why is this song popular? Oh, they must be an industry plant. Mm-hmm. It, it could be someone who is like, I want to be a pop star. 
I have signed to a major label. I am releasing my I've first song. I've been writing songs since I was 12. Billie Eilish. Yes. I think Billie Eilish is a great example of someone that point people point at her and say, she's an industry plant. And it's like, she has been very clear the entire time that she wanted to be a popular musician. She and her brother have been writing songs forever. She and... Uh, the the only the origin story of Billie Eilish is that she went viral on SoundCloud. Yes. Which again, how? Who? <laughs> Has there been any other? I mean, I think there are some like rappers who have gotten like good. You know, SoundCloud rap was a, yeah. was a thing. I think, but it I is, don't think there's any other like pop people who have really made that uh that thing. I, the era of SoundCloud rap now seems like a billion years ago. Well, now SoundCloud rap is just rap. TikTok, it was just yeah. it's a it's a aesthetic. It was a platform that turned into an aesthetic and now that's just what rap is. Yes, that's true. Or at least new rap. But I think the difference between SoundCloud and TikTok and I think that's maybe something that people are becoming more aware of is that TikTok has a very the, the algorithm is extremely powerful because the power in, of TikTok is not necessarily who you follow. It's the for you page, which is cu- like yeah. algorithmically uh, created or algorithmically curated content that then comes to you and you look at it and you're like, yeah, I'm interested in this. And then you get like 20 more of the same thing. But you're, I think there's a more of a sense. There's no for you page on mm. SoundCloud. Uh, though I have had a call with SoundCloud about how how can we uh, improve your service, and I was like, you know what you should have is a for you play page. <laughs> well, there you go. Hopefully they they cr- uh, credit you uh, if you uh, have such a thing. That was like two years ago. I don't know. I don't know if it's happening. Yeah. But you know, we still love SoundCloud. SoundCloud here, folks. So you know, on one hand, I think the marketing of ABCDEFU kind of matches the idea of what an industry plant thing would be. Is that it makes it seem like it is a uh organic a, trick, a scam it's a, yeah it's oh or it makes it seem organic but that, then you end up feeling like oh is this a scam yeah. was i scammed was especially I the secondary wave of people who find out about this and all you hear is as i did uh oh it's a 17 year old girl who got 100 million streams in less than 100 days mm-hmm. from a song that she seemed to write out of her ass in a bathroom yeah then it start like that starts to build and turn into something different when the truth is that this is someone who is on paper as, as someone who is an ambitious songwriter and has been for a very long time. Yes. Uh, who already had relationships, if not a straight out deal with a record company. And this could theoretically have just been like the first song, single she recorded under a record contract that they mm-hmm. were like, we need to figure out how to juice this. We need, yeah, we need to figure out how to like back into a uh, a hit. I mean, to be maximally generous, again, I, I I am sympathetic for people who feel bad about feeling scammed by something, especially mm-hmm. like an inspirational story. Yes, but also I think that another part of it is that people want love to feel smart, and knowing the background info, like having the secret of like, oh, this isn't real. This is not a real artist. This is all a scam. All of you people who like this song, you are being tricked. Mm-hmm. That is then also a positive feeling for the people who get to reveal the scam, who get to yeah. point and say, look at you fools. You, you fell for this inspirational story of a young woman. <laughs> yes. And uh, open up your eyes, sheeple. The right. ABCDEFU song is a lie. <laughs> You're being lied to. You're all being lied to. Be uh, brainwashed by the RIAA again. I think... I, I was saying this before off mic is that the transition from marketing tools that are exclusively in the hands of record labels, 
uh, and professional people to marketing tools that are in the hands of everybody. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's also, that's maybe co- coincides with the rise of the fear of the industry plant is like in the old days, there was like payola, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> which, which was also something that, you know, people, you know, is upsetting being like, Oh, the record company just pays to make artists popular. I, my opinion in this, my mm-hmm. taste, the things that I like to listen to yeah. is very little, relationship with what is actually happening mm-hmm. that sounds like it feels like it sucks yeah and it was also access to music where you only get if you have a certain access to i only have the radio i only have like this record store that only carries the most popular shit i have a tv or i can watch you know american bandstand or whatever the hell like things were way limited now it's basically infinite there is it is almost impossible to market music now it is all noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see it from the PR emails I get <laughs> where someone is like, like screaming, like, would you like to hear the new single from Bedroom Dream Pop Act, Sunflower Girls? It's about anxiety. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's There is the signal to noise uh, ratio. It's all off. I'll put another uh, psychological marker on it. I think in another way that the industry plant is anxiety inducing to people is that it shatters a certain kind of illusion and the illusion is that if this person got huge off of just singing a song into tiktok maybe i could too and i I could just come up with one really really fucking good song right sing it into tiktok get really popular on tiktok and then overnight i could become a billboard uh chart topping sensation yeah and hearing that actually there is a whole team there is a a a um what you hear is there's a whole team there's an industry that there is a corporate entity Mm -hmm. uh this was all planned and executed and that is not the illusion and you're like fuck then i couldn't do that what you don't hear is that this broad has been in nashville playing open mics at bars since she was 12 and on her sigma grind set yes making the thing happen yes which i don't think is something that should be mocked in and of itself no i think the the call it is a calling i think honestly i from what i know about her actual story i think that what she has done is like one of the most honorable ways to become a musician yeah her, and also, I mean, maybe I'm falling in for other PR bullshit, but like the the actual story is like convincing your single mom to move your family to Nashville mm-hmm. when you're 12 to be like, I think I can do this as a 12 year old. Yeah, maybe we'll find out that her single mom is like recently divorced from like uh, I you know like Garth Brooks's record company's CEO or something. Totally. And, you know, like, or there could be another element where I'm being industry planted by the pre-industry plant like narrative as well but if that is true yeah or her mom's a momager which is something that has been you know you you used to hear someone oh well my mom is my manager and think well i'm glad that they're in good hands with someone they can trust that has been that narrative has been completely shattered now uh you should probably i think now the tendency is to distrust someone whose uh parents are managing them and so the trend is now to portray yourself as someone who's like no no no, this is all my idea which is something that Billie eilish does which i actually more or less believe her parents are i would say uh, uh you know they try to be actors they're aware of the concept of fame their whole thing seems to be getting weird. I'm. I will let it play out for a couple more years. And I mean, see to what me, happens. The, the weird, the weird element there seems to be the brother. Oh, absolutely. But jury's still out on that one. We'll we'll come back with we'll an check update back in when uh when anything when there's been any movement there. But like Olivia Rodrigo, who I would say is an analog and someone who's 
success Gail could easily kind of emulate or kind of well, flow into the same stream the too. Exactly. Yeah. So she was a, a true child star who grew up in California and I think was in, you know, did, did the standard thing of like being in commercials and then being in like a Disney property and then transitioning out of that. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to try to become famous. I don't think it's necessarily bad to want to become a famous musician. She's clearly doing it in a path that has been well trod. Uh, it's just the, the, it's just the TikTok element. That really well, let's, <laughs> let's move, uh, sideways yeah. on that to another uh very similar story actually that i think played out much differently Worse. which is the story of the tramp stamps tramp stamp was this 2021 like early 2021 yeah uh another thing that i guess went kind of viral on tiktok um for a very similar thing like check out this hot band of young women just playing their songs together and like had like a viral moment uh, on TikTok. I don't have the specific story about this. Yeah. And then was quickly revealed to be, what's this? A group of long-term singer-songwriters if uh, from like a, I don't know if they were national, but from mm. a professionalized singer-songwriter cir- circuit who had been trying to make it as uh, industry people for a while. Yes. And their image of a scrappy, young, all-female Josie and the Pussycat style punk band is somewhat manicured and massaged <laughs> and presented to you this way. Yeah. And this band, almost feel bad for them, uh, was roundly rejected by everyone. Yeah. And I would say the difference is the music is annoying. The music was not as good. So let's and listen to some, some... Well, make your point. We'll listen to some of it. The, the other thing I'll, I'll lead in with before we listen is that rather than Gail, who seems to be p- making pop music that has the pop punk tinge, that uh, this, this is well, the authenticity I mean, even, question. Even like the pop punk tinge, it has guitars in it. It sounds like since you've been gone to me. Yeah. Which is not... I wouldn't call That's anything... pop punk aesthetic, though. Yes, I, I wouldn't yeah. call anything with like chug-a-lug-a guitars pop punk but well, we tramp stamps are trying yeah. to be a, a blink ba- 182 a, a real yeah. pop punk band which has a different question of authenticity which does it yeah so let's listen to this song for a second uh this is a tramp stamp song i'd rather die the name of their ep is we got drunk and made an ep <laughs> i can't remember the last time I slept with someone I actually liked and he went down on me. <laughs> I can't recall a memory of someone driving me home and not asking for a blowjob. This sucks. This music is not good. Okay, we don't have to listen to any more of this because <laughs> every you can understand everything here where it's like it's a it's it's capitalizing on the aesthetics very obviously of the aesthetics of pop punk yes very much capitalizing on a certain milieu of cultural uh expression of vaguely feminist uh expression but mostly just like being like men aren't shit for these reasons that we've heard yeah. 1000 times yeah. that that are cliched at this point very it's it's a parade of feministy cliches uh, over like a pop punk aesthetic that tries to assert itself as some kind of rebellious thing. Yes. And then when you hear the songwriter background of you're like, 
you're like, oh, this is actually insanely craven. Yes. And I mean, it's everything. It's the, you know, each one of the girls had like a different candy colored hairdo. Yeah. They were also, I, w- I looked at their whole TikTok back presence uh, when this thing came out and they were, it's, it, it's hard to describe, but they were hitting every possible TikTok trend that was happening, especially for like bands. There was one that I can't remember exactly, did but it was like... Did they do the challenge? I don't think they did the butt. They were that style. <laughs> they did not do the busset challenge. <laughs> but, but when they squatted, they like broke a dick because they're real <laughs> they hardcore said, riot girls. God. <laughs> <laughs> they like... It was... They did like a guess who is singing challenge mm-hmm. where like two of the three of them like... Or they all closed their eyes and then one... Like it was just like st- stuff like that like that clearly seemed so art directed or Mm -hmm. like content creative directed from someone who was like okay girls today we're doing this trend that trend this trend Mm -hmm. and then they have this music that came out that is as you said it's the super dated kind of misandrist feminisms male tears drinking uh uh like uh, fuck men like blah 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 like or i dated a like i went to a guy's house and he had a bed without like that was just a mattress on the floor without a headboard but i stayed anyway and then he asked me for money blowjobs from me it's almost like (laughs) retrograde in a way it's yeah it's very like 2017 like uh yeah it's it's awful and i think because it wasn't good enough to uh it wasn't good enough musically to escape scrutiny people kind of pointed at them they've looked they looked into their background they found out that at least two of the three women had already had songwriting deals as more standard or traditional pop people Mm -hmm. which then brings into that kind of throwback authenticity question of like oh you're not a real punk rocker if you've already been trying to make pop music which i don't necessarily there's absolutely a way you could do that i'm honestly like i want (laughs) to This gets in a whole other kind of like Machine Gun Kelly basically did that transition. He's like, oh, I'm trying to be a white guy rapper, but actually, I think it would be, be like more appropriate for me to be a punk rock guy and then the made that transition. F- the free market is not supporting my rap career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I will be transitioning I've seen some to something white else. Space over in the uh, in the pop pop punk thing. Yeah, I honestly look. I want to like Machine Gun Kelly more than I actually do because I think that that's totally fine and i think that there's definitely space to be like oh i'm a one-man green day pop punk guy <laughs> you know in 2021 i want the song i like i'm all three members of green day all, all rolled into one uh i we saw him play live at uh riot fest and i was i was ready to open my heart and be like he's actually good live he like gives it at all the songs are pretty good He's pretty mediocre. He's it's just like he's it's pretty. Not, he's pretty mid. He there. seems like a more charismatic guy than yeah. he is an interesting song. But I, I don't begrudge him Try. for doing this. And crucially, uh, I don't think that he, for as much as like he like rebels or does like faux rebellion stuff at all, it's mm-hmm. not as cloying and stupid as this is. Yes. Um. So yeah, so, the, yeah. The, totally. The, so yeah, the the tramp stamps thing. Also, besides have, having a couple of members previously be trying to make songs in the pop mold, they are also signed to uh, a Doctor Luke's label. Ooh. Um, ooh, that that's an oof. They uh, the guitarist and the lead singer both have deals with Prescription Songs, which is owned by Doctor Luke. Mm. As we know, Doctor Luke uh, has been accused of uh, sexually assaulting and emotionally abusing Kesha. Mm. Uh, Who is? 
more of a pop punk re- rebel than these girls uh, could ever dream of being. <laughs> yes. So, you know, it's kind of on one hand, also like one of the chicks from Tramp Stamps is like married to a man, a straight white guy. So like the, again, the idea of like the pot, it is true uh, poserism. It's, it is. It's poserism. So, uh, you know, when we parse that, it's like, who cares uh, about Gail with her little social media stunt because in the end the song is good and it doesn't like try to pretend to be anything that it's not other than it's it's a classic fu breakup song sure Mm -hmm. the tram stamps it makes more sense because it's like you're trying to package a whole image and i iconography uh, of like rebelliousness that's just like the rebelliousness is like branded into an inch of its life and it's like so clearly not from any place that has anything to do with any of you people that it just becomes like, you know, the, the, the music connoisseurs, uh, uh, body expels it like a foreign, a foreign agent, you know, it's, it is overtly crass. It's kind of it's like crass. It is, it is crass. It's the, it's the drill tweet of, uh, turning the dial of a uh, punk misandry yeah, yeah. and, uh, waiting for the audience to applaud. It's very, it's very much like, Oh, you like, you guys like this? Yeah. You guys like shit like this? Okay. We'll, we'll come up with something. So like that did not pass the, uh, vibe check. Yes. And, um, and of course the, response from tram stamps was to kind of double down rail against cancel culture which is like (laughs) never if you can rail against cancel culture but you shouldn't ever be able to summarize what you said and be like you guys are railing against cancel culture yes uh and the uh their other thing again that was it's part of the artifice of the current music industry is they're like we they were like we are independent artists we are signed to a label called artists without a label it's an independent label and of course this is in uh, a vox article by rebecca jennings who i went to high school with shout out to her shout out rebecca jennings. <laughs> she's fucking awesome uh they did not mention that artists without a label is owned by cobalt music group one of the world's largest music publishing companies mm. so again it's like a shell company yeah. that's like no we're to, to create a space to make it seem like somebody is an independent artist you know who is on artists without a label who i believe phineas mm, billy eilish's Josh's brother, brother. Mm. again like people are the older we all get <sighs> See, and the more generations are born who, with who are fluent in the internet a the more uh savvy we get about mm. what is real and what is not but b the smarter corporations try to get about, about trying, trying to fool, to fool people. people yeah and that is the thing where i get why people get pissed about this kind of stuff but i think that the again i think the industry plant thing it, it's it's not the right term for this it's it's you know or not the right thing to look at it it's more like what is trying to be done here and if you're just mm-hmm. trying to ch- juice a single from somebody, uh, I think that's one thing. And that's something that, you know, has been done since the dawn of the music industry. It's basically a stunt. Yes. There, I think, I guess that's what I'm trying to get that. There's a difference a between stunt. a stunt and, a, and a, a dedicated manufacturer of a crass, inartistic, uh, inauthentic la- uh, uh, persona to ex- explicitly to exploit some kind of, and in the case of the Tramps, it's an emotional a sincerely held, perhaps sincerely held, uh, emotional or ideological commitments from a specific exploitable audience. Mm -hmm. Like those are the things that are gross. Yes. Because say you're a a young lady who is looking for some music to listen to and you would like to listen to like badass lady music Mm -hmm. that aligns with your values. 
then you don't want them to be signed to Dr. Luke's label. Yeah. I mean, to say nothing of the women, the other women who are signed to Dr. Luke's label, because there are more than just those chicks. Uh, it, yeah, it's it it's just a, a basic unpleasantness that you, you think about in terms of the deception involved. One more thing. I, I was, <laughs> was going to say only listen to K records guys. <laughs> uh, exploding the teenage underground into passionate revolt against the corporate ogre since 1983. Uh, one more thing I got to bring up on yes. this thing that I think is relevant to this discussion. The opposite of the industry industry plant, mm. the perfection of authenticity of 2021. Yes. Of course, the beloved Chase Longshot by <laughs> Wet Leg. Now, somebody could come out and tell me, and I would be very welcome to this as an addendum to this. If anybody knows the deep back, like music industry background of mm-hmm. Wet Leg, uh, like, are they a pl- like th- like this is the thing that all this discussion uh, brings up because everywhere you turn, again, you end up with an IMOG view of like there's some kind of like corporate prodding behind the scenes yes but that this is the song from 2021 that seems to be a relatively organic uh popularization of a song from some fucking randos <laughs> from the isle of white who just happened to release the best uh debut single of a new rock act in like years yes and became massively popular or massively in their lane popular of it. Four sold out shows in New York before the album is even out off two singles. Yeah. Like this is like recently unheard of stuff. And do we want to believe it's because the song fucking slaps? I do. But I, I don't do, know. But it's also I would I th- I would say the difference is She's Long by Wet Leg is targeting it, it might have a similar sound at the end too. I mean, I would say that the sound isn't even right, similar, let's, let's but so similar. Vi- it's a an upbeat rock song sung by a woman. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a it's women who rock. <laughs> um, oh shit! What was the? Uh, it's a at the end of last year, the Spotify Unwrapped had a uh, genre tag called Bubble Grunge, Bubble Grunge. which uh, the band Mannequin Pussy had uh, pinpointed as like, okay, so you mean women with guitars playing punk music? Is I don't, I don't know if this is Bubble Grunge or not. Uh, the difference is Wet Leg is trying to be indie. The, the the path is indie. The path yeah. is not pop. Yeah, it's true. Also, they're British, which I feel like just makes things different. Mm-hmm. They're signed to Domino, which I would argue is like a pretty good, pretty good indie British in, indie uh, label. British indie label. Yeah. Do we find out that one of their fathers was Lord Chestershire of the Fourth Guard of of Dunder? Yeah, their their Dunder uncle Thie? is one of the France Ferdinand guys. Yes, or because something. every single famous British person's uncle was like, I've I founded the Royal Academy of uh right. of Look, dramatic tricks. Now that the guitars. Uh, cut in we gotta is your mother worried would you like us to assign someone to worry your mother excuse me what excuse me show because I've got a dress long in my dressing room and a pack of warm beer that we can consume. Anyway, you get 
the idea of the song it's great uh amazing uh amazing guitar line amazing propulsive rhythm incredible uh semi inscrutable but both horny and sarcastic uh kiss off lyrics oh i get i get every word they say yeah is your muffin buttered would you like us to assign someone to butter your muffin but yeah, they're 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 following a different path. They are. Than, it's, it than is mega a different thing. But again, stardom. like this, they're is... trying to be like the Strokes. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, because which the Strokes said in "Meet Me in the Bathroom," their their biggest ambition was to be like guided by voices. So, mm-hmm. Gail, I think would like to be a little bigger than guided that's. By voices. It's true. I know that it's different la- lanes. But when we're talking about like this kind of like popularity growth, yeah. and, and of course the Gail popularity is is like of, of a total different magnitude than the Wet Leg Leg guys. What what is this Wet Leg gals? I mean, this still only has two million views on uh, on uh, YouTube. I'm playing the, their video off of YouTube, which is great. I highly recommend looking it up. So obviously, orders of magnitude. Yeah. But I guess I'm just saying, like that—that's to me what like organic. Yeah. Like, well, also, you just I just put searched... out a good song, and people are like, "Damn, this is a good song." Yeah. You should play this song a lot. Well. Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of work done by their yeah. label to seed it. Yeah. Um, with you know more traditional forms of PR like emailing blogs and getting it on Spotify playlists, which yeah. is another way that they th- break songs. All I'll say is that I searched Ryan Teasdale, which is w- the one of the leads of Rian, Wet Leg. Rian, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, and there's nothing, at least in the first two pages of Google, that is from uh, like professionalsongwriter.com. Yeah, sure, sure. So, sure. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Always, always look for the uh, like either like Nashville songwriter, American songwriter. Yes. Uh, that that's the sign of someone who's trying to make moves within the industry, as opposed to someone who is uh, uh, coming from a complete outsider zone. Know know your worth. Know mm-hmm. your uh, kn- know your signifiers. Uh, but also, yeah, I mean, if it, a song it is, is good it enough, is it doesn't even like, matter. Uh, silly for me to compare them because uh, you know, Shays Long has seven million Spotify plays. Not bad. ABCDEFU has two hundred fifty three million. But I think that the point, uh, you know, stands that it's like the you know difference of of like organic, like different expressions of organic popularity. Yeah. Over time. Yeah. Right. They're doing as bad as well as like an indie band could be doing, the Wet Leg Girls. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, selling out Brooklyn Steel before you've released an album, I would say, is absolutely doing the best you could do as an indie band. Yeah. But Gail is playing in March, and I believe she's playing like the Mercury Lounge or something, which that's smaller than Wet Leg. Yeah. But it's going to be a hype show for industry insiders. That's also going to be, that's the difference between um, viral fame where most of your fans are on the internet. I'll never forget when we went to Coachella and uh, Blackpink, I'd never heard of Blackpink. And when Blackpink were announced as a Coachella act, every, like the internet lost their minds. Mm-hmm. It was like the only trending uh, lineup yeah, announcement. Yeah. And so I was like, oh shit, this, this set this is, is going to be, be show packed. Soon. We have to like get there early so we can at least even make it into the tent. And then we go there and there's like half the tent available. Yeah. Like the, it's the internet, like illu- again, this is, a, we're talking about illusions here, basically. Illusions. Illus- illusions michael it's a it's a song that a woman plays for money (laughs) the the in this you know a lot of things is is astroturfing also the right maybe a better thing to use here than um industry plan i don't know just the impression of a larger amount of internet that was very funny about the black pink thing especially when you were seeing like i don't know if if anybody's been listening to this scene like the k-pop stands freaking out about uh, that person on twitter the other day for saying like wow this guy's really pretty and everybody 
like uh, thousands of people reporting them being like, this person's being racist for saying that this man is... Per- I don't know. And, and, and then, yeah, the, the freak out when you saw any Coachella announcement, any, like literally any tweet that they put up being like, 10 days out, we're excited to get everybody here. And then you like opened it up and it was like, Every single comment black was about pink, black, black, pink, pink, black, black pink. pink, and then getting to the tent when the show was on, and it's like, man, moderately full here. Yeah, it was. It ended up being a, a well attended show, but like, it, it's yeah, nothing, nothing like, oh my god, this is the show, the show of the of the festival. Yeah, I, I like. I figure I'm like, okay, like K-pop fans are going to be like literally flooding this and uh, and freaking out, but that's it's, it's all. Fine. It's a good reminder the the internet and real life are two different places That's as of big. now <laughs> before we get into the metaverse man i for one cannot uh wait to see the first pop star of the metaverse <sighs> yeah, we're gonna get some of those uh japanese all digital pop stars some of the uh cgi pop star uh japanese pop star songs are uh pretty good you know i mean that's the thing where you can get rid of the entire artifice of there even being a person who is the pop star and it can all just be done by committee and by industry who am i thinking of who's the main arbiter of this there's one very popular uh c- like cartoon i, I don't j-pop person remember whatever hello it's molly from the edit uh the japanese ai pop star vision i'm thinking of is hatsune miku okay bye the uh the, the lines are blurring every day it's an interesting time to be alive i'll tell you what <laughs> it's different it's different when than uh you know the platters uh <laughs> yeah. getting played at at the sock hop so to summarize i would just say don't worry about industry plants only worry about them when they are co- they are purposely and explicitly condescending to you i think that's a great i think that's a great summary <laughs> If the mute, does it slap? Does it slap? That's the ultimate and that question. That is the other thing. Does it slap? Does look, it slap? look deep into your heart and ask yourself, does this does slap? Does it slap? Well, with that said, should we move confidently into the end part of this episode? Yes. Uh, this has been the first and introducing of 2022. More to come. Uh, we are hoping, but don't hold us accountable to this, to move into a steady rhythm of trying to do. Uh, one classico episode of like a musician's memoir, uh, and one like interview app with a guest a month, something like that. Yeah. Um, loose... we'll see how it goes. I've, I'm going to be on tour with Chapo for most of, or big parts of February, March. Uh, we're all trying to get trips in and everything, but we appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you like this episode, um, and are new to the show, the thing that we mentioned a few times, the song machine, the sound factory, oh. or the sound machine, the song factory. We have two episodes on that. That John gives a Seabrook. lot of uh, good context to you know the pop music stuff that we're talking about here. Uh, the, the we have episodes on it. Go back and listen to that. Um, we also have uh, an episode on Billie Eilish as well. We do have an episode on Billie Eilish. We're trying to keep an eye on what's going on. Yeah, we try to keep the current. pop world. Uh, but hopefully, our next episodes will be more throwback apps where we just uh, read an artist memoir and yeah. look at it. Something if I think uh we have um what we have in the in the future uh two cis white men <laughs> from a previous old cis white men we're gonna bring at you a little reactionary but one uh yeah reactionary uh, yeah rea- a classic reactionary apps where we celebrate the wonderful works of those beautiful white men we love God. uh no but two uh one one app on an absolute titan uh, and what one app on a, a more ch- a titan of chill, let's say. Yeah, both both titans in different yeah. ways. Um, so that'll be coming up soon. 
Otherwise, uh, hey, thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at andintropod or send us an email at andintroducingpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us, as always, on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash and dash intro dash pod. And I don't know, maybe leave a review or a four, give us a five star on iTunes. Ooh. I don't think we've gotten a review in a little bit. Uh, and those always feel good. And apparently they help people find it. I don't even know if anybody searches iTunes anymore. All this patter I've just pulled out from listening to the end of podcasts like five years ago. I don't know what moves the needle on pods anymore. I don't care. Who Yeah, who gives a shit? Uh, I remember the, the one of the last times I listened to original Call Her Daddy, they were like, um, subscribe to us on iTunes and then unsubscribe and then subscribe again. Apparently that juices the like, <laughs> again, we're all just, we're all just trying to juice the algorithm out here. We're, we're doing, doing battle against that ja- yeah. freaking algorithm. We're doing our best. But as I try to remember to say every episode, the best you can do is tell somebody about the show. Tell a friend. Tell say, an enemy. T- it, just say, hey, I listened to this cool, fun thing. Uh, I th- I always think that that's going to be the best yeah uh, the best way to spread good good clean uh, sustainable growth of the show <laughs> not this wild viral stunt success that we're talking about today yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, anything else um n- no just uh just a b c d e thank you for listening <laughs> uh, not it didn't quite work all right well with that uh, i should have said i should have done the full alphabet to t to and t. then whatever May it's I, too late now we, you can fi- fix it in post yeah i'll fix it in post <laughs> anyway uh we'll catch you later on the next episode of and introducing bye-bye Ooh.